Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Reaction and You. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is Shedding Shackles. I want to talk to you today about some very basic things that um, could turn your life around for the better. You see, your problem now is that you are reacting to everything that's going on around you. And because you are reacting to it, it has become your environment and it's pressing in upon you. Each thing to which you react becomes a pressure point in your life. And so you react to work pressure, mandate pressure, peer pressure, achievement pressure, worry pressure, other people's pressure of various kinds, or just all kinds of pressures all around. And so you react and react and react and react. And they become your environment and they're always there impinging upon you. You remember when you were a little tiny child, every day was fresh and bright and you were full of joy and you rushed around from one thing to another and life was sweet. Yeah, sometimes your parents yelled at you. Yeah, sometimes other kids, you know, said something mean or teased you or something. And yeah, sometimes something didn't go so good. Maybe your puppy got hurt or you lost your cat or something. But basically, when you were a little tiny child, life was good. And you were able to deal with all the little things. Do you remember when you were a little child and then suddenly mom or daddy were angry at you and they yelled at you and you started to cry or you were out playing and you fell off your bicycle and skinned your knee really bad and you cried and cried and cried. And then mommy came in and she looked at it and said, well, let's put a little something on it. And then it was over and you wiped the tears from your eyes and you rushed away to play and be happy again. Do you remember you recovered very quickly when you were a little child, didn't you? And maybe you weren't feeling good. And then suddenly you felt better and you recovered quickly. But now you don't recover so quickly anymore. Now... See, I want you to see the difference between you now and you when you were a little child. And I also want you to see that the way you were when you were a little child is supposed to be the way you are now. That's right. In fact, more so. Because now, potentially, you could have wisdom, understanding, patience, and courage and even maybe something a little bit magical. And life would be sweet. Remember Christ? He did all kinds of magic, didn't he? He healed people. People instantly got better when he was around. Just listening to him talk was enough for them to already feel better and be better. Not only feel better, but be better. See, now you're focused too much on wanting to feel better. No, you have to be better. And to be better, you must be like you were when you were a little child. Who said it? 
Who said that? It was Christ. He said, unless you become as a little child, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, when you were a little child, you were very close to it. Very close. But you fell away. So what happened? The difference now is that if somebody says something to you, then you remember it and you harbor it. And that night when you're laying in bed, you think about, why did she have to say that to me? What does he mean by that? I'll get even. I'll show them. I'll quit. I'll find another job. And then I'll give, give them a one-day notice and walk, walk off, and they'll be sorry. You harbor it. Maybe you harbor some grudge, some resentment, some secret hostility. You harbor it sometimes for years. And not only against strangers at the workplace, but you harbor it against people in your own family. You remember what your husband said or what you think he did. Maybe he didn't even do it. But you see your mind plays tricks on you and you remember it. And years later, it haunts you. So now, do you see the difference? You have to develop... I'm, gonna, I'm laughing because I'm going to say something that sounds funny. You have to re develop a bad memory. That's right. What did she say to me 10 years ago? I don't remember. What did he do to me? I don't remember. What did they say to me? I don't remember. What did my parents do to me? I don't remember. Did a car honk at me? Did, he, did the driver cut me off? I don't remember. Did somebody cut in line in front of me? I, I don't remember. See? You have a bad memory. And so what? Now you just walk around with a happy-go-lucky, carefree, blithe spirit like Alfred E. Newman. What? Me worry? Why doesn't he worry? doesn't remember. Do you get it? So how are you going to do that? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, you have to learn how to deal with things properly. In the moment, you deal with it properly. Somebody presents something, you check with your wordless intuition, and then you move, or you speak, or you don't do anything. And whatever you do, it's perfect, because your intuition is perfect. Your intuition is from God. See, that's something else you have to understand. Your intuition, remember when you were a little child and you had a conscience? When you yelled at your mommy and, and said, I hate you, and ran to your room, and then you felt bad? What do you think that feeling bad is? It's because you have a conscience, and it's from God. It's your link to God. It's your closest link to God. And if you never strayed from that link, if you never erred, then you wouldn't feel it as conscience. You would only feel it as present sight and future sight. You would be like Albert Einstein, riding around on his bicycle without socks and having a good time and discovering the secrets of the universe. That's how you would be. But instead, you, instead you what? You're constantly lost in worrying and all that kind of stuff. So instead of thinking about mysteries of the universe and riding your bicycle around without socks, you're worried about this and worried about that. See, it gets inside. See the pressures. The pressures on the outside get on the inside. And then when they're on the inside, then 
they're internalized and they pressure you from the inside. So every worry, every memory, for the most part, represents something that got to you. So now do you understand? Everything gets to you. Everything gets to you. You're very easy to get to. Some people know it. They do. Some people know it and they don't take advantage. Other people know it and they take advantage. You're very easy to get to. So you must find an independent source of motivation, an independent source of direction, so that you can flow from it instead of reacting to the pressures on the outside. And that's the difference between you now and when you were a little child. Now you react to everything and it gets inside and forms a memory. And through a conditioning process, you become um, a stimulus response animal. But you have conflict because as a human being, you're not supposed to be a stimulus response animal. Human beings were made to express wisdom and love and understanding and creativity and all the beautiful things that come from flowing from within. So you have to become as you were when you were a little child. Now, how did you stop being as you were when you were a little child? Well, what happened was you were put under pressure and being only a little child, you didn't know how to re respond to it. And so you responded with anger, with upset, with fear, with nervousness, and you became, um, you became guilty. You felt guilty toward your mom because you resented her. You felt guilty toward your dad because he wasn't there for you. You felt you were guilty because you resented other kids who pressured you or teased you. And the more you became angry and resentful toward the world, the more you felt less and less like what you knew you should be. As a little child, you knew intuitively that a human being is supposed to be noble gracious, like a prince or a princess. You knew you were supposed to be that way and also courageous. And you knew you were supposed to be that way, but instead you were afraid, you copped out, you were angry, you were hostile. You then looked for comfort. So what they did through their pressure is they made you resentful and upset and they thereby forced you into your imagination. So you lived in your imagination and there you could be a king or a queen or a warrior, or you lived in your video games where you could be a warrior. But in reality, you were, you had begun to lose your virtue. You lost it. Remember in the Bible that there was, who was it that uh, sold his, um, his birthright for a bowl of soup? Well, that's what happened to you. You didn't sell it outright, but it was taken from you. It was taken because you became reactive to other people. So, and then you hated them. You hated them because you blamed them, see, for pressuring you. And you blamed them for everything. You even blamed them for being prettier than you or handsomer than you or smarter than you. And so you became more and more like that. So what happened? Well, see, you resented the pressure. But admittedly, like I said, people put a lot of pressure on you and they teased you and there was injustice and there was cruelty, and there was confusion, and you didn't know how to deal with it. Now you must learn how to deal with it. And all you have to do is refine what you had a long time ago and then grow from it. You have to find your calm center of dignity so that when the pressure presents itself, you see the pressure, 
but you don't resent it. You see the pressure, you don't get angry at it. You see the pressure and it's there and it's pressing and it's pressing and then it's gone. See? Or it's there and it continues. See, some people are relentless. They're relentless in their pressure. They never, they, they never stop with their confusion, with their mischief, with their schemes, with their scams, with their manipulations. And then you learn how to just watch all of the tricks that they play and not resent them. a long time ago when you were a little child you could you could do one thing and then another and then another and another and you yeah, you know what they call that now they they call it what do they call it hyperactivity or something like that well some kids are hyperactive but others they just go from one thing to another it's perfectly natural you do this for a few minutes and then something else and you do this for a minute and then you do that and you you do one thing and then suddenly you go ask a question and then you rush away and do something else that's perfectly natural that's the way i am I'm 70 years old and that's the way I am. I do a little this and a little that. When I'm no longer interested in it, I put it down and I do something else. That's the natural way, free, unencumbered. See, so that's what you, you must find. And then you learn how to just watch all of the tricks that they play and not resent them. That's your Achilles heel is resentment. So now you need to flow from within, learn how to, to be calm, and go out in the world and not react. It's that simple. You can learn not to react. What you're saying now is you say, yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that, but I go out in the world, I get angry, I get upset, things make me mad. Well, see, once you, once you resent something, see, when you fall from patience, then your lower self takes over, the animal takes over. And then all you have left then is anger and hostility and upset. That's all that's left. And then being angry and hostile and nervous and afraid and guilty, then you, and you feel empty, then you want to comfort yourself. And then what do you reach for? Well, you reach for a drink, for a smoke, for food, for marijuana, See, you reach for distractions and video games and everything. So then you also feel guilty for that. So now all you have to do, learn to be still, get back in touch with your calm center of dignity and then begin to flow from it. And But, a beautiful, but here's the, the wonderful part that I wanted to get to that I haven't gotten to yet. You need help, but... The help that you need doesn't come from outside. It was the outside that messed you up because you reacted to it. But if you seek help from the outside, that's just another mistake, another turning toward the outside. What you need is help from your creator. You need help from him so that he can hold back the pressure. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. When you send a gift of any amount, you'll receive one of Roland's ebooks, including Putting the Forever Back in Love, Forbidden Food, 
and becoming a friend of God. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the right-hand icon, eBooks. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. help that you need doesn't come from outside. What you need is help from your Creator. You need help from Him so that He can hold back the pressure. He can hold it back so that it's there, but it doesn't penetrate you. It's like, do you remember Star Trek? And they had some kind of a shield. I forget what they called it, but they put up a shield and it blocked incoming attacks. Do you remember that? Well, that's what you need. It's a shield. It's like a firewall. And it keeps it on the outside. It's still there. People are still confusing. They're still mean. They still distort things. They still falsely accuse you. They're still unfair. They still make mistakes. They, it, it's still there, but it stays on the outside. And that's a help from God. So you have to find that. And the way you find that is to yearn for it and want it. And when here, I'm going to give you another hint. When God hears your voiceless cry, your silent cry, see, he's like your spiritual parent, like a mom. She hears the little baby's cry, and she responds. He responds to your cry. The first thing he does is he turns up the light a little bit. What does mommy do when she comes to your bedroom at night? When you're crying because there was a scary dream or you saw something dark in the room and it scared you, what does mommy or daddy do? They turn on the little lamp on your bedside, don't they? Well, that's what God does. He, he turns up the light. He gets the dimmer switch and turns it up. And now in this light, what are you going, what's the first thing you're going to see? You already know that you're upset, but what is it that you're going to see that maybe you didn't want to see before? You're going to see that you are resentful. That's right. You've, hate, you've hated other people. That's what resentment is. It's a little bit of hate. You hated your mom when she was always sick. And you hated your brother because he was smarter than you. And you hated your sister because she always said little things and, and tattled on you. And you hated kids at school because they teased you. And see, so you, were, you became resentful and hateful. So now in his light, what are you going to see? 
you're going to see that that's wrong. That's all. You're going to see that you're not supposed to be that way. And now, instead of trying to defend it, instead of trying to excuse it, instead of trying to brush it all under the carpet, you just see it and you regret what you see. You see your own wrong in God's light. And you regret what you see. And then he shows you something else with his wonderful light. He shows you that you can't change yourself. You can't make yourself better. See, that's the other thing. You always tried self-improvement projects. And you say, well, I'm going to be nicer to my mom. I'm going to do more for my mom. I'm going to be nicer to my husband. I'm going to be nicer to my kids. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to volunteer more. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to actually... See, you had all these projects, but it didn't really help, did it? It maybe made things better for a little while. It gave you something to do, but it wasn't the answer. So what is the answer? God is the answer. See? Then he will hold back the pressures and he will first show you your little wrongs. And if you are willing to see your wrong and not deny God's moment and you regret what you see and realize you can't change yourself, then there you are. You just see you're wrong and you're stuck with it and you're glad to see it because you don't want to be wrong anymore. You don't want to hate anymore. You don't want to resent anymore. You just see it. And then you know what? Something wonderful happens you then see the next thing, and that is that he forgives you. That's right. He forgives you. He just wanted you to see that you were wrong. That's all. Like the prodigal son. When the prodigal son finally came back, father said, let's have a celebration because I had lost a son, and now my son is back. I just wanted you to see, the father says to his son, I just wanted to see that you were not living right and that you were wrong. That's all. Now you see it. Now, welcome back. It's that simple. Very, very simple. So I think I've said all I need to say. You might listen to this program again and, and take it to heart, would you please? Realize that there's nobody on the outside that can save you. They can talk about the only thing somebody on the outside can do is they can say something that wakes you up. And usually it's the truth. And you know, you've never liked hearing it. You didn't want to hear it. But now, if you're willing to bear the truth, not from the other person. See, the other person, all they, if their words wake you up, then you can go off. But then you can be quietly with your conscience, with your intuition. And let it rub your nose a little bit in your own wrong. It's, it's very simple. And that's how you begin to change for the better. The moment that you see your own error, and you, you don't try to duck the light, you don't try to deny it, you don't try to do anything. You don't try to make yourself better. You just see it. That's the beginning of change for the better. And the change this time is from the hand of God. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage? A spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is how to forgive and forget. The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. We have a lot of resources. You know, I've written a lot of books there on Amazon. For the topic of resentment, well, how about um, becoming a friend of God?
That's one of the first books I wrote. It's a beautiful book. Becoming a Friend of God. You tried impressing people, and you tried getting lots of knowledge and lots of education, and you tried making money, and you tried looking good, and you tried, you tried everything. You tried chanting, you tried affirmations, you tried positive thinking, you tried all these different techniques and all these different vitamins. You tried everything to save your ego, to make your little ego feel secure in this low level of functioning that you have and to drive away conscience, which is actually your creator. So now do you understand that what you need to do is simply cry out to your creator and become as a little child again? Who said that? Who said, unless you become as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God? Who said that? So that's what you have to do. Cry out to your creator. And then when you begin to, to understand or see something, by way of conscience, by way of intuition, then just be grateful for that and bear whatever little tiny pain your conscience brings you because it won't last very long. He just wants you to see, your creator just wants you to see that you've been relating to people improperly, that you've been resenting them and so on. He wants you to see that and then he wants you to knock it off. And then after that, he forgives you and then you go about your life and get the meditation that I have. It's very helpful. The meditation is very helpful because it teaches you how to relate, to relate to your intuition, to relate to your conscience. It, it teaches you how to do that in a very simple way. See, right now, your apparatus, your various apparatus, or whatever you want to call them, your eyes and your ears and your subconscious mind and your hands and your legs and your breathing and your heart and everything is just totally reactive to the outside so you have to find a, a simple way to also help your body relate properly to your intuition and then flow from intuition it's that simple so it has to be something simple and it, ha it, it has to be a little something that you can do. Now, you have to do this little something. I think that most people are so lost in the world, so hypnotized, so reactive, and so confused, and they're so, and so entangled, and there's so much that they've taken into their head, all these ideas and thoughts, and what if this, and what if that, and all these doubts and everything. They need to have some simple way to take that first little step toward conscience, toward God. And how are you going to take that first little step? Well, so why not try the little meditation? It could be just what you need. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.